Welcome back to Blackburn Radio, White Star Edition. J5, MC in the building. Do I also have to make sure that, oh God, there's phlegm on mine. God damn it, I fucked, fucked it, it up. up. Fucked it up. Change it in post. Fuck! You gotta change it in post, brother. Uh, Shout out to Anwar Cares for, for tuning in. He hit me up on Twitter saying we was hating on Kim. I, I can't fuck with the voice. <laughs> can't do the voice. I, I can't. It's not that I... <laughs> I, okay, so I don't really play. I don't really play too much. Ken, what does the voice sound like to somebody that doesn't really know identify with the voice immediately? calling your name. Sound like a, like a goat dying, bro. <laughs> like I can't get with the voice. Like I just never could. And then he looked like Akon. You know what I'm saying? Like I just can't get with it. He looked like Akon and Seal at the same time. I can't get yeah, that was true too. Akon kind of did have the lane as far as just like I'm not saying I can only listen to one dark skinned brother in the 2000s, but Akon kind of did have the lane as far as R and B in that in that part right now. Seal, you know, I already I already knew Seal had a classic from Batman. Forever. Is Seal I already knew is the baby. wait wait is Seal R and B? I want to ask the chat: Is Seal R and B or is he like what? Well, what is he? Yeah, is Seal R and B? I've never. R&B. Other than Kiss from a Rose, I never heard of the no niggas listening to Seal. I'm just keeping it He got two joints. He got two joints. He got two joints. Fly Like an Eagle from the Space Jam soundtrack and Kiss from a Rose. Mm -hmm. And those are like the two right there. And I never... It's an R&B classic. Is he R&B though? I guess you could say that's... uh... Nah, you can't say that's pop. That's that's, that's straight from the heart. It might be. (laughs) You can't give give Justin Timberlake fly, fly, Fly Like an Eagle. Well, I mean, you can give Justin Timberlake anything because that's just what niggas would do. They, they just like being in the proximity of Justin Timberlake. So you can give him anything. But I wanna fly like an eagle. Yeah, see, it won't, it <laughs> wouldn't, it wouldn't hit the same. Like Kiss from a Rose sound like some Renaissance Fair type shit with a black man singing on it. Um, <laughs> some Renaissance. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I think I, I couldn't think of anything else that could put Seal in a genre other than R and B. Has to be. Yeah, like, I, I just feel like, I don't know, because, like, there's always them, like, you know, you know the covers where it's, like, the the, the colors kind of, like, blue, bluish, off blue, and the singer's hiding mm-hmm. their face or they don't have a shirt on. They holding themselves, holding their head, holding something. It's a white background. That's, like, Sade. That's Seal. That's uh, who Kim does it, too. I think Maxwell is somebody else. I know, I, like every R and B person from that from a specific era <clears throat> has the same, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of look, and and I feel like Seal never really, he never really had it for me. Like that that same kind of look. Uh, Mills in the chat says Seal has never been nominated for an R and B award. He just black. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. He didn't get anything for Kiss from a Rose. Uh... Not even soundtrack wise. Well, then again, I can't. I can't name anything else that would be on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Batman, for, oh, Batman Forever soundtrack has some. Has some. Brandy was on that soundtrack. Was she? Yeah, I don't even remember. Wow, Brandy was on that That's soundtrack. A young Brandy too. Method Man was on that soundtrack. <clears throat> there was some hip hop. Really? There. Yeah, there was some real shit. Batman and Robin shit did too. Had some. I mean, obviously it had <laughs> Gotham City. Hey, <laughs> uh, but it also had uh, uh, Look Into My Eyes was on there. Uh, I think R. Kelly had a had a had a two pack on there on on the uh, Batman and Robin soundtrack actually. Yeah, we can't give. Uh, we already brought up Space Jam. Hey, I know he has a classic on there. We can't. Uh-huh. And I did bring up Justin Timberlake. I it was it's tough to bring up Justin Timberlake because we talked about Timberland earlier. Uh, unpopular opinion. 
summer 2006 was kind of set off through future sex love sounds i think most people would agree but that was also the summer of in my opinion one of the greatest albums i've heard loose by nelly Furtado. it's not an r&b album it's a pop album that's pop still amazing stuff from timbaland she not she not it's not r&b it's not r&b I, I think when you look at it today, and I think a lot of people, <clears throat> I think there was like Diddy, ironically, who brought up this, um, who brought up this, I guess, kind of hot take that R&B is dead and that, you know, R&B mm-hmm. ain't good no more. And, and you know, you had Division trying to come back and say, oh, no, we R&B, we, we back. Like, what is the state of R&B like today? Is, is it stanky or is it is it, you know, what what do you feel about that? Oh, I'm glad he got uppercut. I'm glad he got uppercut from the from the from the smaller names that are in R&B. I think they were the most upset because they're like, "Hey, I'm about to drop my Spotify link. You tell me if this is dead." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you could do that. That's all. That's also good too." But then there were the other acts, or the bigger acts that ended up saying, "Yeah, I just got off a phone call with Diddy." I think Summer Walker ended up being one of the artists. I was just like, "Yeah, I got off a phone call with Diddy, and we had some, you know, good conversation." As we brought up, you know, Timbaland being important to R&B, Diddy is just as important, if not, you can arguably say that it is going to end up being bigger because there's also a versus that's in play, something that hasn't been confirmed as of yet, but there is going to be two huge R&B producers that could possibly be doing a versus that I think a lot of people are looking forward to in Jermaine Dupri and Diddy. Uh, it's, I'm not necessarily mad at the at the messenger of it, but there is more than enough good R&B that is out there right now. You would just have to search for it. But I know Diddy looks at it from a perspective of you know being around a lot of rappers that want to sing yeah, hold on, a lot hold of on. singers that want to rap hold on, so hold on. Uh, a, i can understand his opinion there's a good uh, i mean we got some good comments in the, in the in the chat for chat gang or from chat gang uh kel said r&b ain't dead it's just different the women running that shit uh armand shout out to armand in the chat he said the people being positioned as the guys leave a bit to be desired there's a lot of talent who just aren't as big uh women for sure have been carrying it for years donnie fell shout out to donnie says R&B is type trash right now. There's a few hits, a few misses. Nobody just on the nasty timing of where I want to be anymore. Uh, and then Kel followed up with R&B can't be dead as long as Hendrix exists. <laughs> and I, I wanted to play something from, from Hendrix, but I was like, shit, is that passe? Is that like not okay <laughs> to play something from future? You could. I mean, I mean, it's 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 fair. Rap and R&B does have a have a decent link. Is it a decent link enough that I, I think a lot of people are now wanting to get to the more traditional R&B now? Like I'm scrolling through the R&B now playlist right now. For the most of it, it's your usual uh, bigger hits. SZA ends up being on here pretty high. That ends up being a big R&B act right now. Summer Walker's had a good EP. There's been a, a, a varying opinion within that. I ended up liking it. But then you have your Beyonce's, you have your Chris Brown's, you have, you know, your novel well i guess they would be novelty as of right now right if you were to look at it from an r&b perspective they would mm-hmm. be a novelty compared to the other uh compared to the other names that are on here right now but then you also got like your coco jones you got your lma you got your victoria monet you have um uh, janelle monet just dropped something that was really nice i've seen a lot of your opinion yet. on that i haven't heard that yet actually donnie donnie once again came back with another one in the chat he said uh trap soul has taken over r&b do you feel like a lot of these i, I feel like this for a while a lot of R&B dudes think they just want to, like, I, th- I think they just want to rap. Like, I think they want to be rappers, but they have to be in the R&B lane. Like, and I feel like that opened up when Chris Brown and them started rapping and Trey Song started rapping and they would, people was like, well, they rapping better than some rappers. And I'm like, all right, man, like they're not <laughs> at all. Well, there was, there was a point that Trey Songs rap better than Drake. Not to give Trey Songs the biggest props right now, but there was a time Trey Songs did rap better than Drake. And then Drake, uh, you know, just hit the stratosphere. When, when was this? What year? Uh, 2000, 
six, uh, like right before comeback season, around his room for improvement era, Trey Songz rapping. That was a very small window of Trey Songz being a better rapper than Drake. Let me just tell you. <laughs> it but it smallest. was it did, it did happen Ugh. enough for him to enough for him to acknowledge it in the two thousand in, in on nothing was the same. I think he could I think he could acknowledge that. All right, he was he was probably getting me on a couple records. He's probably getting me on a couple records. Like, and, then I, and then I ended up signing the Young Money, and things were good. Trey songs, full rap album, full rap albums and mixtapes and shit, man. That that was a dark era for R and B. I would say it was dead then, but then I mean, you you know, you you have a lot of like again, the lane for R and B is so wide open that it's like we could have picked any song from any era. I, I wanted to stick stick to the nineties, like that's where my heart is, like in the nineties R and B and shit like that. Obviously, we play a little PND at the top, but Options is one of my favorite songs ever. ever. Mm-hmm. But like it, so so many generations. MC, what's your favorite like generation or era of, of R&B? And I don't need Senator Cameron. Just give me the straight answer. <laughs> um, see, there's a lot of good 2010 artists that I like, but I think 2000s would probably be my, I would say would be my default. If I had to take a look at the 2000 R&B albums, I think in full from top to bottom, there's probably more that are better in the 2000s than the 90s. Um, not to say that the 90s don't have classics, but I would default to the 2000s. 2000. Yeah, I got, I got to say mid-90s, mid man. It was just so much shit. Like, Total. I ain't playing on Total. Can't you see? That was one of my favorite videos nope. when I was a kid, bro. And it could be because, you know, it, I, I think for the most part, just being in the, being a little bit old, not being 10 years old hearing these songs or seven years old hearing those songs in the 2000s also do help too. I think if I was probably like 15, 18 around the time that a lot of those big 90s classics were going on, I might feel a little bit different. It might, the nostalgia might be a lot more uh, prevalent, but you know, 2000s ends up being my default. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I gotta, I gotta go mid 90s, probably late 90s too. You gotta, you gotta understand like that like came into, the Diddy era of remixing a whole bunch of shit and remixing a whole bunch mm-hmm. of like old school, early nineties, late eighties, hip hop in the shit. Like I, I think it was so much more experimental. And I think that's really what's missing to me from R and B today is like, there's no experimentation going on. I think unless I like, I could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? But from what I hear, I don't hear a lot of experimentation. Like you, you will never hear, you know what I'm saying? Like loose ends, what loose ends was doing back in the day today. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or, or, or again, we play after seven, uh, we, we played after seven tonight. We we play play it tonight. Like again, like we need to find like that next R and B producer, yo, for sure. And I ended up hearing, I ended up putting this in chat a little bit earlier, but we've seen reports throughout the past month. Even Drake said it at the show that P and D had done. I believe it was in Toronto that P and D four is on the way. That is somebody that I don't think is very afraid of experimentation. I think we ended up seeing it throughout the responses that came from P and D three. Obviously P and D one and two end up being, you know, things that are 10 out of 10 from everybody, but I don't know where the, I don't know where it came from for P and D three and that, and that, and that blowback of response that made, I would say party maybe even back up just a little bit. P and D three was something, was one of the most unfairly maligned albums ever. I think it, it hit after, Cause like let's be clear, bro. There's there's a song, two songs on there that I feel like are unnecessary, and I skip every time. And I think P and D is still being haunted by how green he was with the Kalani situation. Like, yeah, <laughs> d- d- clear clear out. There's two songs on there. Uh, the the song where he's, I think he's explicit. In, in my opinion, he's explicitly talking about the situation. Um, but they she'll kill it. She'll try to kill herself and blame it on me or, or blame it on love or whatever. Like, remember that line on on that one song? Like, mm-hmm. it was it was just odd the way he was acting at that point. But other than that, the project itself like is super experiment experimental. It takes cues from everything from the '90s to the 2000s, and even like to all of the you know 
like the dance hall kind of cribbing stuff he was doing in there was was awesome. And to me, it's one of my favorite R&B albums of the um you know of the of the of that era. But I also like Party Mobile, bro. Like I think people I think people sleep on that guy. And and again, like I love the Summer Walkers. I love all I love all the like the newer like LMA's last album is really great to me too. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with uh, I think it was Hard on My Sleep, right? I think it had not another love song. Yeah, that's one of my favorite that song. I ran that song to the fucking ground last year. That 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 gives you the feeling of like that that mid '90s, late '90s R and B man. She really kind of gives me like a good throwback energy with a lot of the songs that she puts out. Thank you so much for tuning into this Black Print Radio replay, but just know this is a little taste compared to what the full episode sounds like on our Patreon. Tap in with us, patreon.com forward slash blackprint. You can hear the entire full replay, music all included, of our Black Print Radio show from this past week live on AMP, along with all of our other replays of our entire Black Print Radio library. And there's also other bonuses for you too. Early episodes, bonus episodes, bonus videos, videos that Josh posts. You'll never see them on the web. You'll never see them on YouTube. They're only with us and our Patreon family. So come check us out. Patreon.com forward slash Blackprint.